love collaboration. I love community. I love doing things together. Um, but I have found that in ministry, that has been one of the things that the enemy has gone after to destroy. And even when I was a young child and I loved to sing, and people would say, I don't get musicals. You know, I mean, they're, they're making French toast and then all of a sudden they're singing, you know, or... <laughs> but that's how my life is. You know, I mean, my son said that he likes lots of butter on his waffles. And so I made up a song about lots of butter. <laughs> and so at a very young age, Satan started to take out my voice. And even now that I've seen in later um, ministry endeavors, he's tried to close me off and shut me out of community. Take away culture and collaborative effort. You know what? I'm still here. And kind of like what Gary was saying about our son is like, you know, man, I'm going to dust my knees off and I'm going to say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, um, Jana, thank you. I want you to stay here. I want you to keep playing because um, she's my hands today. And um, so I'm going to just tell you just a little bit of testimony, just a little, just so you can, and maybe you can witness with me, maybe you can identify. And this is not years ago, this was just like four weeks maybe, that I was just like, God, I've had it. If I never read one more psalm, I'll be okay. Because I don't want to hear about you rescuing me. I don't want to know that you're a hiding place or you are going to trample my enemy. I'm not seeing it. And I know that we've been hearing about struggle and snakes in the garden. And so, I mean, I was like, all right, well, that's not where I'm living. So... I'm going to read about the cross. You know, just so, I mean, it was like, I, could, I couldn't not read, and I couldn't not pray. It was just in me. Does anybody remember that really old karate kid movie, like way back in the 80s, you know? And he wanted to learn, you know, how to fight and defend himself and all that kind of stuff. And uh, his sensei had him out there just waxing on, waxing off. And in this fight, that's where I, I found that I was. You know, it was just like, it would just come out of me. In the midst of the fight, it was like, it is written. And then what, what needed for that moment would come out. And I'm just like, oh, man, I'm really mad at you. I don't want to be, it is written, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be in the midst of this praying and, and asking you or believing that maybe you're going to come through and something different is going to happen. Man, it's like God said, have I not commanded you? Be strong. 
be courageous. I took a plane trip, it was years ago, but this, the father and daughter were sitting behind me and I could tell all throughout the travel that they were the best of friends. They just, I mean, she was only like three years old, but they had an amazing way to communicate and be together and be in communion and color and talk and read stories. And during the flight, it was pretty long, so it was like, he said, it's nap time. And she, she, she just, just like how kids do, she's just like, I hate your ideas, Daddy. And he goes, no, no, really, it's, you know, we still got some more time. And da, da, da. But that is so stuck with me because sometimes that's what I say to Abba Father. I hate your idea, Daddy. I hate your idea. And so, I mean, doubt and unbelief Cruel, cruel enemies. And yes, God will take them out. And I realized that I was becoming an arms dealer. You know how it is written in Second Chronicles, I mean, uh, Second Colossians 2.15, that Jesus disarmed every principality and power of darkness. And he made a public example over them when he triumphed over them on the cross. And then I become an arms dealer and I give weapons back to the enemy with my doubt and my fear and my unbelief. And then I stay in that place where I'm being buffeted. And there is a war being waged and I am not winning the fight. Faith, rise up. Faith, 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 rise up. So when Gary asked me if I would like to share with you guys, and I looked at the outline and I saw that it was refreshing. So I thought, well, okay. Where was the first time that God talked about refreshing? It's actually in Genesis, it's in chapter 18. And it says, God went to Abraham. But there's three. There's three. There's Father, there's Son, there's Holy Spirit. And so just to, just to grasp hold of this and what God wanted to make alive in my heart Somehow, over my walk with the Lord, it was like, okay, well, God the Father's here, and he's doing that thing, and Jesus the Son is here, and he's doing this, and of course, Holy Spirit is, is doing this, and he's a seal upon us, and he's bringing truth, and he's expanding my understanding of Jesus, but I really wasn't seeing them three. Three. The three of them came. The three of them sat with Abraham. The three of them told him extraordinary things. And even in that conversation that God is having with him, he says, is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for him? I had 
started believing the lie of the enemy that, well, I want to say no. <laughs> That's the good Christian thing to do. But I am seeing, I'm living in this here and now. And this is, this is not overcoming. This is not victory. This is not. So God had to, he, he, he took this approach that I needed to see how personal, how close he is. And even in the back in, in Genesis 1 or Genesis yeah, end of one, it says, let us make man in our image. And those are, those are plural pronouns. It's not let me make him and like me. It was let us make them like us. And so again, it's those three. And even like scientists will tell us, like if you look at the atom, the thing that is holding everything together, and there's the protons and neutrons and electrons, and they're all firing together, and they're in community. And if you split that, it's death. It's destruction. So if I split off from where I'm meant to be, it becomes death to me. So I see, so if just three, I just I need three volunteers. Anyone, three volunteers. I want you to just surround me. I'm in community. Okay, now I want you to face out. I'm so protected, and I feel really safe right here. Two of you will stand out here in the front, and you stand here and you face me. So, look at that. Who doesn't want that? Okay, and so then let's all just face one another. And I can press bread to you and ask you if you want something to drink, and you can tell me what's on your heart. We're in fellowship, we're in community. Thank you guys. So. So here it is in the 18th chapter of Genesis, and God comes to Abraham. But it's a very interesting thing because Abraham doesn't go and sit with the Lord. And uh, just this incredible teaching that we've been hearing all day. And it's like how God is there. God is faithful. God has made a way. God is our hope. He's our salvation. But I want you to think about God as three. Three. It's been the most incredible thing since uh, last Wednesday. I've been thinking about God as three. God is three. I know that there is a um, there's a, a prayer style and a ministry. And I remember that someone asked me before we were going to pray. She said, "Well, who do you relate better to? Who do you relate better to? God, Father, God, Son." 
God, Holy Spirit. And I was like, well, no, I mean, at this point in my life, I'm relating to all of them pretty, pretty well. But I, I had, don't segregate them. I want to encourage you, don't segregate them. When our very first song that we sang this morning, um, We Are Here For You, there was a line in that, We Are Here For You. Holy Spirit just sang that out so loudly in my heart. It's like, wow, you're here for me. You're, you're here for me. It was such a beautiful revelation. So that was the very first time in the Bible in chapter 18 of Genesis that the word refresh, refreshing was used. Abraham said, come and eat, and let me get some water for you, and let me make you a meal. So they said, yeah, that's awesome. Do what, you, do what you've said. I don't entirely understand it because how do you, <laughs> it's like they have to milk goats, they have to make cheese, they have to get a calf, they have to prepare it, they've got to roast it. But God wasn't in a hurry. He wasn't in a rush. He was just ready to be with Abraham. He had some extraordinary news for him. And he appreciated Abraham's refreshing. So let's fast forward a couple of centuries and go to Psalms 23. It is the table of the Lord. He prepares that for us in the presence of our enemies. And somehow, in my weird imagination, I just kind of saw a table for one. <laughs> table for one. I just thought, gosh, that's just the strangest thing. It's like just me eating in front of all of my enemies. <laughs> that, that's not it at all. It's the table of the Lord. So just like there was communion up here when our three friends joined me, and then if God's preparing a table for you, Rudy, and you're sitting there, and I'm there, and the Lord's there, and you're there, and you're there, and you're there, and you're there, I'm not alone, and neither of you. It's a table before our enemies for the masses, for all of those that call on the name of the Lord, we're not by ourselves. No, that's his table. It's lavished and it's beautiful and it's abundant. Now let's look at the table of the Lord that we see in, in chapter 13 of John. That last supper, that meal starts in the 13th chapter and it doesn't end until the end of the 17th chapter. What an extraordinary conversation. What an extraordinary time right before Jesus knew he was going to the cross. But he served them so beautifully, so sweetly, so so richly.
This exercise has helped me, and I didn't know if I was going to do it today or not, but, but I, I want to. So, excuse me. This chair, it is for all of you. It's for everyone here. spirit where you are right now I feel that I pray that you would experience this washing that you would be refreshed that you would know that you are not alone you are not forgotten So if you find yourself in a place where you are being buffeted, I mean buffeted, there is a dragon of doubt like dripping with goo off of his teeth standing in front of you and your hair is blown back and you got goo on your face. Shout out his name. Call on the name of Jesus. And remember that he is three. He is three and he wants to commune with you. He wants to, ref he wants to refresh you. He wants to encourage you and strengthen you. I have one more song I want to teach you. And, uh, Jana is very kind to learn this, <laughs> this today too. We do have words, so. But it helps me um, to know that Jesus he has faced everything that I'm facing. He is a good, faithful high priest, and he is not without knowledge for what we're going through, what we're living in. And um, so this is, uh, this is out of uh, Hebrews. Jesus, you stood. 
Father God, Brother Jesus, and sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, because we do know who you are, and we do know someone, we know someone on the inside, we know someone to fight for us, we know Ancient of Days, and King of the Ages, and, and the Prince of Peace, we know you, we know you to be El Elohim, most exalted God and you have not forgotten us we didn't have to ask you to be with us because this is your promise never to leave us never to forsake us so father now in the mighty name of your son Jesus I say no to these enemies that would attack your children chaos and confusion and distress and demoralization harassment, character assassins, no, 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 in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus Christ, which has all power, this anti-venomous power of the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray that you would de-slime your children, God. Doubt, anger, unbelief, fear, go in Jesus' name. You have no place here. You have no place in the mighty name of Jesus. It is written, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound, well-balanced mind. It is written, the Lord is my light. He is my strength. He is my salvation. It is written that we do not follow the voice of a stranger, but we know the voice of our good shepherd. I thank you, God. I thank you that you are not man, that you would lie. You have not lied to us, but you are strength. You are shield. You are our hiding place. You do sing songs of deliverance over us. You are mighty, you are holy, you are glorious, you are filled with splendor, and your kingdom has no end. God, I ask that your kingdom come down to earth right now, and your will be done in your children's lives right now as it is being done in heaven, right now. Every crooked place made straight, every mountain down and every valley up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that they are going to see, they're going to have tangible evidence of victories coming, God. Just, Lord, let it be like you told me that there's three of you with me always. And you said to me today, we are here for you. How precious, God. How extraordinary. Always serving, 
abandoning to love, giving it in such extraordinary ways. Refresh, refresh, refresh your children, God. Don't let them give up, God. It is written, you, Lord God, are our glory. You are the lifter of our Jesus' name. Jesus' name.